0: Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com.
1: All right, so hockey's back on ESPN, and uh, it's been a long time. I believe the last season, that was almost 2004. And uh, I missed it. So there's there've been a couple different networks that had it. Outdoor Life Network had it. NBC Sports had it. Uh, and then of course you have your local uh, Comcast sports that and all that for local games. But last week when I heard the uh, when I watched the first game on um, on ESPN, the song. And everyone knows the, uh, if you're a hockey fan, you know the song. And I'll spare you my singing of it, but even there's no words to it. But, uh, it brought back some memories of, of when I was a kid watching, when I first got into the sport, watching it on ESPN. And, um, it was just a nice feeling to see it back. Barry Melrose is back. Um, Steve Levy's involved in it. So, uh, to see Barry Melrose with the mullet, um, I do miss, uh, Gary Thorne and Bill Clement, I think they were the best, but um, I'm excited. So so we'll see. I think they're also doing it on Hulu and uh, ESPN+. Plus.
0: That makes so. sense. Disney owns ESPN and Hulu. Yeah. So that makes sense why they're shared. Yeah. Someone said it was on TNT the other night.
1: It is, yep. TNT's doing it, which I'm trying to figure out the connection.
0: And Did Fox own TNT? I don't know. Because I know Disney bought up a bunch of Fox assets could be when back when that whole thing happened
1: yeah so i watched a game on tnt last week and the coverage it was good it it was the same i think it's the same production Yeah, yeah staff that's doing all of it so uh it was really good they're doing some neat things they're they're putting um they're projecting the the time of the the uh power plays on on the ice so you know you know how much is left four and four and or whatever the uh the situation may be they're also doing some neat things with the players where they're they're uh putting a little they put a little sign over his head and they can say you know how fast they're moving at that particular point
0: yeah um they're taking a lot a lot from football so I mean NHL's been with Fox for a while mm-hmm. or NBC sports mm-hmm. also had it but I remember when Fox had a couple hockey games fox track fox track <laughs> um, but the so the funny part with that is it's like with new innovations, there's going to be a lot people hate, mm-hmm. but a couple of things stick. So I think like how fast the guy's going, mm-hmm. um, that was something that Fox did yeah. back in their days. I mean, um, I mean, it's kind of like NFL with like the, the Sky Track yeah, camera you know, that started off in the XFL mm-hmm. and it kind of migrated its way over. And it's like, someone's always going to experiment and a couple of those things just kind of stick around and I remember they used to do the glowing puck, which sucked.
1: Oh, the fo- yeah. But then
0: they did puck tracker on the replays, which was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so Fox did. And I think we also have to remember when, when the NHL went to Fox, um, people weren't watching TV on 70-inch flat screen 4K TVs. Yeah, yeah. People were still watching on boob tubes. And the technology just wasn't there to make that look good. Right. It still looked kind of... You know, chunky and just it—it it didn't fit. Um, now they can actually do it well. And like one of the things that changed NFL broadcast was the the uh, putting the first down line on the field. Right. Um, that was huge for it because then you knew where they had to move the ball to. And now you don't want to watch it without it. No, when you right. like, I've been to live NFL games. I'm like, where's the where's, <laughs> where's the, where's, the where's, that, where's
0: that yellow line? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, they don't. That's not real. Yeah,
1: I can't see that. Oh crap! It's better on NFL better on TV which is, I, in my opinion, is much better. I, I
0: agree. I, I've been to a few games, and I, I've i been to three games, three NFL games, different parts of the stadium. And for me, watching at home, it it, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the TVs. The quality of the, the TV now. Oh, yeah. Especially if you've got an OLED. But even if you don't have an OLED, the LCD and LED technologies now mm-hmm. are much better than they were 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's... it makes... It makes hot like hockey. I think is probably going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries now that it's back on ESPN, um, and being on. I mean, it's not going to be broadcast in 4K. They don't really do that, right? But if it's even if it's sent out at 720p, at a high frame rate or 1080p at a high frame rate, the clarity on these TVs, the upscaling that they'll do, uh, it's going to make it look so much better. I mean, one of the biggest complaints from people was they couldn't follow the puck. Yeah. Well, a lot of that had to do with the old, you know, 30, uh, 30 frames per second refresh rate. Yeah. It looks like garbage on there because it, the the puck, the, the screen can't keep up with the puck. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it can't fill in the screen. Well, now with the technologies that are out there, the TVs themselves fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. It, it's like that, they call it the soap opera effect with TVs. But for sports, mm-hmm. it looks pretty good, Yeah, especially if you're doing uh, like it, anything with a ball. Mm-hmm. Baseball, not so much. Baseball always looks all right on a TV. Yeah. But football, now that they're passing so much, mm-hmm. and also with hockey, with how much the puck moves, you can see the puck much clearer now than you yes. ever could, and it's only
1: going to help. Yeah, well, I've always thought hockey, you know, the, the TVs were made for hockey, mm-hmm. Um it's so much better on these on this new technology than it was and like when I was when you're a kid first of all none of this new stuff was out so you didn't know any better you were happy I mean a 37 inch TV was a big TV right uh back you know in the early 90s I remember watching the uh the the Rangers win the Stanley Cup against um Vancouver in 94 on on the I think we had a 27 inch television in the living room yeah and and my buddy came over um, I think we were 13 or 14 years old buddy came over we're watching the uh you know just loving it and now i was pulling for i wanted vancouver to win because uh i was a big kirk McLean fan but um (laughs) you know and when they when the rangers won it was the end of the 1940 chant which was one of the best to dog out the rangers ever (laughs) because when they come play the capitals you just start screaming 1940 and
0: uh you couldn't here's the thing though capitals fans back then couldn't say anything. No, no. the cats were awful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, And then they got good. They just get bounced out in, by in the first round by the Penguins. But um, yeah, so it, it's definitely made for it. And some of the, the the stuff that ESPN is doing with the game, they're trying to. Um, and they explained it in the, the pregame show prior to the uh, prior to the, the game starting. Was they wanted to really feature the speed of the players which is one of the things that people always take. If you take someone that's never been to an NHL game and you get them close and they are like, well, these dudes are moving and you really, you kind of lose a lot of that on, on TV, but they're trying to lower the camera angles. So rather than using the traditional angles, which are, you know, if you go to any arena, there's the, the cameras are generally up by the, uh, um, by the main concourse looking down and then zoomed in on the ice. And, um, they're trying to lower the camera angle so you can really get a feel for the speed at which these people are, which these players are moving. And, uh, anyone who's been to an NHL game will tell you like, wow, those dudes are, they're screaming. Um, yeah. Problem with moving the cameras down though is the glass. Yeah. So it's, they sit, they kind of sit above the list, but they're using, um, it's some sort of version of, uh, of the, the sky track thing you had mentioned. And it's the way it moves, it it moves along with the player. So, um a friend of mine said it was a drone. I, I can't tell if it's a dr- which would be super cool. Um if it's it probably was. it's
0: probably what the NFL does.
1: Yeah. It's on a track.
0: Yeah. But it's it's
1: it's um the NFL is four cables. It, right. And it, it runs along the cables. Is it four cables or two? It's well it's an X and a Y axis. Exactly. So it's probably two going across.
0: I I one got going it, across I, I are saying. Yeah. So it'll be okay.
1: four four cables points. on two, two. axes. Yeah.
0: Got it. I got you. Yeah. Pulling so, and pushing. Yeah. I should probably pulling whichever direction. Yeah. I got you.
1: But, uh, and that's what they're, they're kind of running the, the that camera. And they don't use that angle all the time, mm-hmm. but they're running it along. I think they're going to use it for their featured games that are on ESPN. I think uh Wednesday nights, Friday nights. problem with hockey
0: is when you get two-way action, though, if the camera's got to, like, spin around and stuff. mm mm-hmm. I probably get nauseous. Yeah.
1: So what what they were doing with it is they were doing it mainly uh, for breakouts. Mm-hmm. So when the team was breaking out of the uh, of their end of the ice, um, they'd follow the the play because they pretty much knew it was gonna. And in the in the control booth, they can pick which camera angles they're using. Um, but uh, it was good. It, it was great. And of course, the music made it all that much better, which all they the kept. Nostalgia. Yeah. But the thing is, like when it when it uh. When it first um, when it was first announced that it was going back to ESPN, all the hockey forums I'm on everyone's like, "I hope they keep the music. I hope they keep." And they actually listened. Mm-hmm. They they didn't change it. They they kept it. And when they played it, I
0: I got chills. I like, Here we go. So so I got one gripe. It has nothing to do with ESPN. Everything to do with Barry Melrose. Uh, I think Barry Melrose is great as a as an announcer, analyst, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You remember Don Cherry? Yeah. Okay. And what was Don Cherry known for?
1: Um, a lot of things, being
0: a besides being a womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> besides all that, when you when when people saw him on TV, what was he known for? Those ridiculous suits. Yes. Yeah. So I want to say ten years ago, mm-hmm. twenty years, however long ago. Barry Melrose started wearing some flashier suits. Oh like yeah! He, if you go back to his older stuff, so he he was he wore normal suits. He had his his mullet was toned down. Yeah. Now the mullets in full flare. Oh, it's beautiful and it's back in style. Yeah. But and then like, and then the uh, the suits are Don Cherry esque. But I'm like, and and he can do it in the states because a lot of people in the states don't know who Don Cherry is. Yeah, but it's people who know who Don Cherry is, like, dude, you're copying. They, yeah. You're trying to copy his style. Any any kid that had uh, Don Cherry's
1: Rock'em Sock'em Hockey um, <laughs> knows <laughs> knows about the suits.
0: They were ridiculous, right? So, but um, that's so that's my issue with do- That's my issue with Barry Melrose. Yeah, it's like, dude, d- do you you yeah. were you're doing the, you and your personality on the TV and everything? Great. Yeah, but we like I felt like it was just like when he started doing, it, I was like. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to pull some of Don
1: Cherry's steam yeah. a little bit, yeah. Well, he, I mean, but some of his suits he wore in the '90s were ridiculous. But every suit in the '90s was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, and then he coached LA, <laughs> so right. when he was coaching the Kings, and I think that's kind of what people first saw is like, here's this dude standing behind the behind an NHL bench. You know, he wasn't some uh, you know Quebecois. He wasn't so you know he wasn't French Canadian. He wasn't. Um, you know, he wasn't some, uh, you know, uh, you know, hockey guy, grizzly hockey, like he was this slick back, like LA, like he really he fit LA.
0: Oh, yeah, he fit it,
1: yeah, really well. Yeah, Yeah, I remember watching one of the, he's wearing like a reflective silver suit and like a black shirt and a black tie with a mullet.
0: It's like, look at this dude. Like, (laughs) he, he either had to coach in LA or Toronto. Toronto's another flashy kind of city. Yeah. Um, yeah, Toronto, Toronto to me was always the gold standard for what a team should be. Because when I mean, as I was growing up, the Canadians were just—I eh, mean, they had Patrick Waugh and they had those years, but they kind of fell off a cliff as soon as he went to Colorado. Yeah, and they never recovered. No, uh, well, I,
1: well, so I was more of a Montreal fan. Um, My—that was like my Canadian team was Montreal, um, just because I had been there a couple times and and played some hockey up there, but. Uh, and watching a game at uh, the old you know in Montreal at the time it was Molson Center I'm, I think it's Bell Center they change names up there like we sure. do down here but um watching a game there with like knowledge, like a an a, a entire arena full of knowledgeable hockey fans where these people are booing like when the team doesn't change lines properly or when they ice <laughs> the puck like that was cra- that was awesome um but uh so I was always more I hate the Toronto Maple
0: Leafs um I'm not, so, not a fan, but to me, that was always Canada's team. Yeah. And in my opinion. And speaking of Montreal, when I went up there, I have nothing but hate for that place now. <laughs> I went up twice. Both times, the people were garbage. <laughs> like If you spoke English, it was like, I know, oh, yeah. I will not help you. Speak as a Francois. <laughs> I was like, "Uh, no. Yeah. Can, I- can you tell me how to get to the casino? <laughs> Bleh. See, I've
1: never been up there as an adult. I was only there as a kid.
0: I was there, no, I was so, there as a, as a kid. Uh, twice. Go to the casino? <laughs> hey, you're 18. You can gamble <laughs> when you're 18 up there. You drink when you... Listen, when when me and, and my friends, because we, we were up in Albany... Oh, so you weren't that far. You could just... We were six hours in a car. <laughs> so when we turned 18... That's where you go for If, your, if you go, for, you go for six hours in the car, yeah. you're up where now you can legally drink, get some lap dances. Yep. Not that I ever partake, partake in that whatever. <laughs> or whatever, or you could gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was different. It was, it was. You could go up there and do whatever you want legally. Yeah. So we went up there, and every. I mean, maybe we, maybe we were just dumb and kids, and we were just asking some dude who was having a rough day. <laughs> yeah. You know, because <laughs> the funny thing, we went to the bar. We had a, we like dummies. Of course, we didn't exchange our money. Right. <laughs> Because p- people told us, oh no, they'll take dollars. Yeah, of course they, they will. They'll take U.S. dollars. Yeah, at face value. So right, <laughs> and that's exactly right. They take your dollar at face value and give you Canadian money and change. Yeah. one for one. Right. It was funny when we went up there, though. Uh, it was right after the U.S. twenty changed, mm-hmm. so they went to the big faces and like and, like there was color in the bills now, um, so, so rather than like the dull, drab, dark green. Yep. Now it was they had the line, like that, that magnetic or whatever the thing, the strip in yeah, there, the little the really big head. Yeah. So, and we gave someone a 20 and they're like, what is this? Yeah. Like, it's the new US 20. <laughs> no, he's not <laughs> like, dude, I promise you this is a $20, but we literally had like, we're like, does anyone have like, this is like before internet You couldn't pull your and, phone you out. couldn't and... pull the phone out. <laughs> we're just like, dude, I promise you this is a 20, the new $20 bill. Like I showed him like four of them. I was yeah. like, this is what it is now. I don't have any of the old ones. Right. Um, so they, t- I mean, they end up taking it. But then we're like, when they gave the change back, I'm like, uh, I think you're missing a few. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you can go down the, you can go down the street and you can exchange or one for one. Yeah, like, oh, I ain't leaving. So one for one, it is. All right then. Thank you. Yeah, they loved you. Thank you, Frog, Froggy, Froggy machine. <laughs> I'm sure some of them were Irish out there. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe again, I was probably 18 and, and a jackass. So that's yeah. probably why they were like, "F you, dude." Yeah, I remember I had a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Yeah,
1: yeah, a red one. At the time, that was the that was the away jersey
0: until they switched. So I still have my old Rangers jersey. That was my team. What, uh, is, do you have a name on the back of it? I know, probably not. I it's been so long since I've even looked at it. Um, I was always a I was a Richter fan, Van Beesbrook fan. Those are my the Beezer. And yeah. then I remember Van Beesbrook got swiped up by Florida in the expansion draft, yeah. so he was gone. Mm-hmm. And it was right it was right around when they thought Richter might retire soon. So we're like, oh. and they couldn't protect him because they they were a stacked team at that point. Yeah. And, uh, so they had, they left him unprotected and Florida snatched him up. We're like, oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. Cause they, cause they
1: had two good goaltenders in Richter and, and Van Beesbrook, And then when they won the Stanley cup, it was Glenn Healy was their backup. <clears throat> they had picked him up from, uh, from, uh, Philadelphia the, what? Uh,
0: Islanders. That's right. It was the Islanders.
1: Uh, he, he went one way or the other. I don't remember which way, but yeah, they picked up Glenn Healy and, um, yeah, that was, I mean, the thing is, that team, like, I hated them, but I, I loved Mike Richter. Uh, I loved, like, Glenn Healy, uh, Messier. Um, Adam Graves. Yep. Brian Leach was on that team. Yeah. Um, Brian
0: Leach was one of the first offensive defensemen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so Bobby Orr kind of started that, and then Brian Leach was, like,
0: the second generation. The of, oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Chelios a little yep, bit, yeah. Um, Ray
1: Bork could score. Uh, up in he, Boston, he, yeah,
0: he was. That was a good team too. Yeah, that's back when the like but the they major never won, cities. They never won anything. No, but they, they, they were, were always lose. in it though. They, 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 yeah. they were in it.
1: So they they'd win. So they started becoming the the good East Coast team after the Islanders stopped dominating, and then they would go to and lose to
0: Edmonton. So the Islanders <laughs> were a team that dropped off a cliff too. They drop after the nineties. I mean, yeah. until recently, you didn't hear squat about yeah. them.
1: Well, they're getting better now. They got Barry Trotz. Um, yeah, but I mean that's so. that's that's within the last five years. Oh yeah. Before yeah, yeah.
0: before that, yeah, they were bad for a really
1: long yep. time, and then they wore those awful uh, Gordon's Fisherman jerseys. <laughs> yeah, that, I, remember that. I, I remember in the in the nineties <laughs> when all the NHL teams started switching, the Capitals left the uh, red, white, and blue and went to the um, the stupid blurple jersey with the
0: eagle on it. Yeah, I, um, I used to love the old Capitals jerseys. It was it just a capitals across from top and the left. L was to a hockey point. stick. Yeah, um, it, it looks so cool. Or the T, the
1: T was a hockey stick with a puck.
0: It looked cool. Yeah. I remember because like I went to a Caps game before I moved to New York, so I was still elementary school. Mm-hmm. So that was my first hockey game, and that was when I, that was when I really got into it. And then, of course, when I went to New York, and it was, yeah. I was surrounded by it at that yeah. point. Um. But yeah, I remember like going to the Capitol Center was like for me that was that was legit. Oh, I love going to the Capital Center. That was yeah. so much fun.
1: It's a hospital now. Ah, it yeah. was a mall and now it's a hospital.
0: There's something to be but. said for an arena that can be easily accessed mm-hmm. versus I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean the Verizon Center now, I don't even know if it's still called that I think the- it's the Capital One Center now. Whatever. Whatever. it is. It's it's in downtown. It's in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't get me wrong. It's right there off the red line yeah. for the metro, which is great. I mean, sure that's easy to get to, but there was something about, especially if you're from the suburbs, where you could just drive in thirty minutes away. Oh yeah, and you pulled up, parked, and walked to the entrance. It was yeah. it was nice. It was kind of cool like that. But I mean, that's also the part of the suburban kid to me. Yeah. So that was
1: when they built that. So Abe Poland built that in the seventies because um, he owned the he owned the bullets. At the time, it was the Baltimore Bullets, right. and he moved that he moved the team to that to D.C. and they built that arena outside, and they wanted another team to because so, with if it was just the Bullets using it, they it wouldn't get that much use, so they expanded the cat the NHL expanded, they put the Capitals there, and you talk about a bad team, like they were just awful, awful. Um, so yeah, they they play there. I love going there. Um, I mean, the place was a dump. <laughs> so, yeah, but it me, was your typical, you know, seventies arena, dark. Um, you know, so I just remember this. It always smelled like popcorn and beer. So I remember
0: my the memory I've got from there, besides the Cascade, for whatever reason I don't know how, but my dad used to get us uh, the mezzanine tickets, mm-hmm. or the, whatever the suite tickets in the mezzanine. So we would go in. And we'd have, like, so you had the first floor was the bathroom and the couches and the TV, and then you go upstairs. Oh, wow. And you had the, the like, four rows of seats mm-hmm. in the box. And it was a great view. So, like, th- th- that was my introduction to it. Yeah. And it's hard to go wrong when that's your introduction to a sport. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it's, this is the best place on earth. Right. Well, it's like the,
1: if you have like a hotel. Right. It's like if the first time you ever flew, you were in. First class on on
0: Emirates, yeah. Like, oh, this is how this is what people complain about this, right? Yeah. Stand by, <laughs> and and then when I went up to New York, I used to love. We had the Albany River Rats, which was the New Jersey team, mm-hmm. the minor A H L team, yeah. And uh, I mean, they've since moved on, but for me, I mean, small city, so easy to get to. Che- tickets were cheap, yeah, like super cheap. So, like, my, my dad and my mom, like, my dad would take me and some friends and or I'd go with some friends, whatever it was. And it was cool to see the up-and-comers. It's kind of like going to minor league baseball for yeah. me now. Um, but it's, it's a, it was just, I remember, like, loving going to those games. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, you didn't have to sit in the nosebleeds, but, you know, you weren't too far down. And it was just a good time and good memories as a kid going to that. And, yeah. Yeah, and those games, you... It, Just like minor league baseball, like
1: you can go and sit directly behind behind home plate at a double A game for fourteen bucks. Yeah, and at a minor league hockey game, you can go sit on the glass for twenty dollars. Like it's it's cool to be able to do that. Where at NHL arena those those seats are going to cost you two
0: hundred, you know, to to sit there. So, I mean, talking about minor league baseball, the reason why I love minor league baseball so much, at least in this area, with the double A team right down the road, one you get to see all the up and comers, Mm -hmm. which is great. That that's perfect. The other part is, yeah, on I mean, any given game, it's not crowded. Yeah. As I've gotten older and grumpier, I want to be near less and less people. True. So I can go sit there. I mean, I think we went with like, what, 10, 15 people? Yeah. We took up maybe six rows and just mm-hmm. spread out. Yep. All the kids were kind of boxed yeah, in in the middle.
1: Right. So it,
0: it was nice. It was comfortable. We're, I mean, and, and, we got to sit there close to the field.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And for me, that was 10 times more enjoyable than going to Camden Yards, dealing with all the drunkies. Oh, yeah. Dealing with getting into Baltimore, parking, walking to the <laughs> stadium. And then you get there and it's either drunk Red Sox or drunk Yankee fans oh, or just and- drunk, drunk, what good drunk Orioles fans who are just drowning in sorrows because the team's so bad. Yeah. You're sitting in a row. Ushers are trying to make sure you sit where you're supposed to. It's like, come on, man. And, and of course, everything. Now, last time we went to the, the minor league game, beers were not cheap. But at least you, know, you go to the, the, the Orioles game, and it's like 10 bucks for a beer. Yeah, you're spending a car payment. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, come on, man.
1: <laughs> now, the Capitals had a thing. It was the uh, all-inclusive package. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but. It was like all you could eat and drink, included in the cost of your ticket. Mm-hmm. It was like the best thing. And a buddy of mine from work used to go do it. Like him and his wife and their friends, like they'd go <laughs> go down yeah. there and then, you know, I said, how was the game? Like I didn't see a single. I just right. <laughs> the whole time. Like okay, um, when I go to a hockey game, I don't drink anything. I sit in the seat and watch the game. Right. I get there early, so like baseball game, I waltz in there like the third inning. Um. Now it's different with the kids, you know, but hockey game, like, no, I'm there for warm ups. Like, I watch the team skate on the onto the ice for warm ups. And then once they come off, I go and I usually go up and I'll get a Coke and a popcorn. They had this great deal. It was, uh, I mean, it, the pop, it was 20 bucks or something for popcorn, but they free refills. Mm-hmm. They just refill your, your same pot. As long as you brought the bag back, they'd refill it. If the bag was worn out, they'd give you a new one, refill it. So I just, crush popcorn and drink coke and not drink a single beer nothing yeah and uh you know because people say oh man you, you went to the caps game and you must be rough this morning nope mm-hmm. server's a judge
0: <laughs> might not have gotten to sleep with all that caffeine from the coke yeah but i'm good yeah
1: so, so let's go build a fort yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a nine-year-old <laughs> but uh yeah the, the the new place you gotta drive like i with the kids i'll drive in to to um there's parking around there I mean, it's not bad it's really from here you're pretty much just—it's one turn. Right. You shoot out fifty, and then you turn left on—I forget the name—and then you're right there.
0: You turn left on Seventh Street. Yeah. I so I used to work down there, so I used to work in Chinatown. Um, couldn't afford to renew the lease in Chinatown because we were there when it was like you didn't leave after dark because yeah. you were going to get stabbed. Right. That kind of like that was back when capitals were good. Yeah. Uh, Back when Chinatown was actually Chinatown, yep. now you go down there and there's nothing Chinese about it, mm-hmm. except for like the archway Yeah, over, I think it's, is uh, it, K Street? No. Other way. G Street, I think.
1: Yeah, that's where so all the prostitutes geez, used geez to hang saying, out on yeah. K Street there. Yeah. And yeah. 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 yeah and, it was... and
0: it was a miserable place to mm-hmm. work. Um, but the funny thing, I actually saw the transition of the whole place, because I saw it when I saw it when it was garbage, and then I saw it as a ca- It was weird. as The caps got better, mm-hmm. and more people started coming. That's when the restaurants started to change. Yeah. Because more people were coming, and they were... Because it was D.C., you want to get there early, so you weren't possibly missing the first part of the game. Yep. So people would come, and they want to go to dinner. Well, they would go eat in the, at the local Chinese food place. Mm-hmm. That's what there was. There were a couple other places, but, I mean, there was, like, a Hooters and, and something like that, but... Hooters got in way before everything changed, Uh, and all the other places closed because there was usually no one there after lunch. So places would close like after like two, they were they shut. Yeah, out. (laughs) Um, But then you started seeing it change when the cap started went like once a veteran came around. Uh, That's when it started. Saint Alex and and. All the all the DC yuppies started coming out. That's so when that, it became fashionable yeah, to be a. You see all fan. the
1: all the finance bros and consultant bros down there, mm-hmm. and like and for me, being a you know I've been a Capitals fan. That's what they got me into hockey, and you know I started kind of being a the curmudgeon in me and the, the bit of a trolodyte. I was kind of,
0: you weren't here for the bad times.
1: You don't deserve this Stanley cup. win. they you know, when they won in, uh, 18, that, that was more mine than it was theirs right? because they weren't there for the misery. Now the capitals did go to the finals once before in, uh, in 98, they went and they were, they were swept by Detroit. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that's when they had Yo- everyone and, everyone was swept by detroit back then yeah, and then after that was the devils and their stupid neutral zone trap mm-hmm. um but so they but then after that it was just just misery it just absolute misery um but that was the year they had yager they had uh asa who was on that team adam oates was on that team Oli colsey was their goalie um and now the cool thing is i went to game four and the caps were down th- uh 3-0 in the series so the Stanley Cup was in the building, and um, my my friend's mom got tickets from one of her work. For, so we're we're there. We're we're at the Stanley Cup Finals. The cups in the building, and I remember telling my buddy. I said, "Hey, I think we were eighteen or nineteen years old." Like I remember telling him, I said, "If they win this game, they better win the next three after that too. <laughs> because if they win this game and then go to Detroit and lose, I'm gonna be salty." <laughs> and they lost. But the cool thing was I got to see the Stanley Cup. Right. And to see a team race the Stanley Cup, like, it, it's just, it's it's an awesome sight to see.
0: I know. Uh, say what you want. Say what, people can say what they want about the Lombardi Trophy. And God knows what the MLB one is. That thing's a disaster. Does, do they even, is that just one or do they just make one for every winner? I don't even know. But then <laughs> then you get the basketball one, which is just a statue with the basketball on top. Right. Like, Lord Stanley's Cup to me. Is the best trophy in all sports. Oh yeah, and they keep adding to it when yep. they when like you get it they, they add another ring to it. Yeah, well, they, when they well, fill no, it up. Yeah,
1: and then they well now they start taking them off. It's never it's not gonna get any bigger. Oh really? Yeah. So what they do is they they got to that height. So now when a, when a ring gets filled up, they remove the oldest ring of that size. So the big rings at the bottom, mm-hmm. those are the ones that come off. So like the newest one, the newest ring is at the bottom. Gotcha. And they'll remove a ring as they as they fill up. So, I right. see, there are only a certain amount of names that can be put on it. Right. So, they have to decide, like, of course, the owners, get the coaches, all that, general manager, but then it's like, I mean, does this player get his name on the cup? You know, so, um, but it's, uh, it was cool to see it, to yeah. see it get raised, and then I thought they'd skate this huge lap, and the the second they win, of course, they all pile on the goalie, they pile wherever, um, you know, at the bench, and then, the media all comes out on the ice well there's cables everywhere right so this this their victory lap is really small it's like the defensive zone only and, right. right you know because they're not there's just so many people on the ice um, and then that was the year that I forget it was one of the Russian players maybe Kozlov um, or Fatisov. I forget the, the the guy's name but he was paralyzed in a limousine crash. And they brought him out in his wheelchair and put the Stanley Cup on in his lap and pushed him around the uh, <laughs> the the ice, which I which it was just it was such a cool thing to see, right? Um, and uh, you know I'll I'll take that for forever, uh, being able to see that, and not that I'm glad the Capitals lost, but I'm glad they lost, <laughs> so, you, so you, I could see it.
0: You still got to see a Stanley Cup celebration, which not many people could say. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So um, that was cool. And then after that was years of misery, and then. They got good again. Well, they drafted Alex Ovechkin, and they started getting, you know, better. But then they had some bad years in there, some first round exits. But they were playing in a weak division then. You know, they they got to play the Hurricanes, who were terrible, the Lightning, who were terrible, the Panthers, who were terrible. It was the the uh, the what do they call it, the South East Division. Yeah, I mean, and, and Tampa wasn't that good either.
0: No, back the, then they're not. And, well, and, they're and, not Tampa now.
1: Yeah. No. Right? No. 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 Um, Atlanta was in that division. They were awful. Um, right. So it was a bunch of bad teams. And then the worst part was that Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, the Rangers were on a different. So that rivalry was kind of hurt. They reorganized it better now. But, uh, you know, so so Ovechkin then, you know, is now on his way to, to breaking Gretzky's record. So.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. For, for people out there who don't know, we've had heated arguments over this there's uh, i think he, he's how old now 36 mm-hmm. all right For, i think we, we we spaced it out you have to have four years of 36 goals each year now do i think he could probably do it 36 to 38 goals and years you know th- your age 37 38 sure probably not a problem 39 and 40. Father Time is going to creep up on him.
1: See, I, I, will, I will say that Father Time will keep, creep up on him. Undefeated. However, yeah, Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> However, if you watch the way the guy plays, he's not the same player he was when he started. He's not this big banger running around just trying to win games on his own. Um, sometimes he actually looks kind of lazy out there because he stands at, that, at the top of the left face-off circle and just on the power play, they feed him one timers, and he that that one timer is a laser. Um, if you ever get the chance, uh, go see the Capitals practice at Kettler, and uh, in, in um, I'll say is that Alexandria or or Arlington. It's one, the right across the river, um, and he'll stand there. you can actually watch him fire that one timer off. Uh, um, he'll just someone will feed him. And he'll just stand there and blast him, And it hit, the puck hits the glass so hard your teeth rattle. Yeah. So um, I think he can do it. I also think he's going to stay until he does it. So he may be one of those guys that goes and signs
0: like Yager did for, for every team he can. Right, the one-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if he does play past 40 because he didn't break it by 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's probably
1: on the Yager tour. Yeah. Now, will he be a Capital? Or will he, like, Yager, I think, tried to play for every team in the NHL. Well, because um, nobody
0: wanted him. Yeah. And well, then he, he they ended up he ended up signing with teams that had young players that needed mentoring. And, and apparently the dude was great in the locker room. Yeah. Um, and obviously he knew how to play. Because, yeah. I mean, if he wasn't on a team with Mario Lemieux for the most of his career, Mm-hmm. He would have been a much bigger name than he was.
1: Oh, yeah, it was yeah, because he won. And the thing is, he was kind of overshadowed by a lot of great players. Lemieux, Lemieux was, was the biggest one. I mean. Yeah, um, and then Gretzky was still in the league when you know Yager was a rookie. I want to say the first Stanley Cup the Pens won. Um, he came on with with Lemieux, um, and then so his first two years they won back to back cups, and then. Even when Mario was like when when Lemieux had the uh, leukemia, or not lymphoma? Yeah, non hot lymphoma.
0: Yeah. I think. Um, not one of the two.
1: yeah, when he was uh, out for that, it's the Penguins still never became his team. It was always Mario Lemieux's team, right? And then he left. I think he went to he played for the Rangers.
0: He but did, didn't he pull a Scottie Pippen when when Mario was out? Didn't, like, didn't they still make it to like, the semifinals? Yeah. So like yeah, they, they were still really good with just him. Yeah. Like that that's kinda like what Scotty Pippen did. Like Scottie Pippen took the the Bulls to like what I think was the NBA semifinals mm-hmm. and without Jordan. Yeah. And kind of showed, Hey, no, I'm pretty good myself. Yeah, they, they weren't
1: yeah. And the thing is they weren't bad with him and the the fans loved him. Right. But uh actually he came to Washington from from uh from Pittsburgh.
0: He had a cup of coffee with everybody. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, he played for. The, then he went to the Rangers, Flyers, Bruins, Calgary Flames. Um, he played for the Panthers, the Devils. I mean, he was all over the place. Right. I think the last NHL team with he was with was Florida.
0: He's just collecting jerseys. That yeah. Point. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I might as well. I might as well get one with my name on it everywhere without paying for it. <laughs> there are easier ways to do this, but he's still playing in the Czech Republic now. Yeah. It's different. I mean, there are some people that just they time catches up to them before their mind says they don't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Yager probably be that guy, like in his 60 playing in like, you know, playing, playing in like the old man league mm-hmm. and people are like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, I'm trying. I'm we tr- like, were talking about this in another episode. I was like, I'm just trying to get away from my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to play with, you know, the number four score or the number three score in the NHL. Yeah. Like dude, yeah. relax. But
1: I think, uh, Ovechkin could easily catch Yager this season.
0: I don't doubt that. I, um, I, I think he's going to get at least 35, 40 goals in this yeah, season and next season. Because he's at
1: 733 right now.
0: The, the other issue you're probably not looking at, though, is caps. the Caps have some contracts coming up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At what point do the Caps say, all right, we've had a good run. Ovechkin's out of his prime. We need to start this rebuild. Yeah. And they don't re-up a lot of those big contracts that they're going to have to do. And so... Like you just said, like he sits at the top of the face-off circle and just bangs one-timers. Yeah. Problem is though, if you don't have anyone to feed him that puck, yeah, if you don't have Backstrom to feed him, then um, he, he's going to run into some issues. And now yeah. it's thirty, thirty-five a year, turns into like fifteen, twenty. Yeah. And then, and that's, and that's what, I'm like, I think that's probably going to affect him more than Father Time will. Yeah, he, he's going to run into that issue because his game, especially early on, I mean, the dude was a banger. Oh yeah. Like we were talking about whether he need like. Yeah, like uh, Sidney Crosby had an enforcer with him at, on the ice at all times mm-hmm. because people were going to go after Sidney Crosby, and they eventually took that took its toll on his body yeah. Um with the concussions and everything. Yeah, like the dude couldn't take it, and even having the enforcer on the ice didn't help. Well, Ovechkin never needed the enforcer; yeah. like he was like by the time they the enforcer came over that they put with him, mm-hmm. he already had three punches to the other guy's head.
1: Yeah,
0: Like, he was already taking some dude down. Oh, Yeah, so like. And and his playing style, like his forechecking, his like he he was throwing his body into these people too. Like he was not shying oh, away yeah. from that. Yeah. And, and eventually, I, I, I don't care how how good you are. Eventually, that style of play. Like look at Lindros. Mm-hmm. Lindros had the same issue. Lindros was his own enforcer. Had a horrible streak with the with the concussions. And luckily, Ovechkin yeah. hasn't had that. Right. Well, but, but they've also changed some of the rules in the
1: league, like. Uh... That hit the, the hit that did Lindros in um, was Scott Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got and that, elbow to the head. Didn't yeah, it? and and I'll never forget. Like after he after Scott Stevens, uh, um, would Lindros in that game. He's standing on the bench and the Flyers' bench is uh, yelling and screaming at him. He's yelling back. He's like, "You're next." Right. <laughs> like, but that 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 was a there was no that wasn't a penalty then. No, you know, is. you could leave your feet. You could do all this stuff now. You leave your feet; it's a penalty. Um, they're much more looking at they're looking at protecting their stars rather than just letting it be this this free for all. Um, so, which, which I used to like.
0: Yeah, I was the Bob Proberts of the league. Oh, I Ty mean, Domi, Ty Domi's, I and mean.
1: you know, to me, there there is some now. Like before, team every team had a goon. Now the Rangers just signed that uh, Reeves, who to me is a is a goon. Um, he played for, for Vegas before. And, um, but he, you know, they're looking at him at protecting Artemi, uh, Panarin. But the thing is the goon has to be able to produce. Yeah. You can't just have a guy on your roster who skates out and fights for, and if you haven't seen the documentary, um, on Netflix, it's called ice guardians. It's awesome. <laughs> it gets into some, into the history of the goon and how these guys come up and, you know, there are dudes that want to get on these rosters that they weren't as good, but they go and they'd fight right. and they needed them. So they'd be out there. Um, Gretzky had Marty McSorley. Um, you know, there were, there were definitely, definitely players out there. there is Fred Brashear who ran around the league. Uh, um, or Donald Brashear. I forget whether his first name was. It was Donald. Yeah. Uh, Craig Berube, okay. um, who just won a Stanley cup as a coach with the blues. Yeah. Um, so there were guys out there that were that were doing this. When they changed the rules, though, I think what it did is allowed these agitators to come in. Guys like uh, Corey Perry, uh, Marshawn in Boston. Is Steve Avery? Uh, Sean Avery. Sean Avery, that's... Ugh, that guy. Um, yeah, he was
0: a big-time instigator. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, Claude Lemieux was an instigator, but he still had to, you know... But the, the thing is, back in the day, if you slew-footed Gretzky, you had to answer to McSorley. Right. Um, now... You don't have to
0: answer to anybody. And Claude Lemieux still could get 20-something goals a year. Yeah. But he was there to protect, what, Joe Sackick at the time? In Colorado? Yeah, because
1: he ended up in Colorado, yeah. Yeah. He started with New Jersey, then ended up out there. But uh, Lemieux was a a good player. Um, He wasn't
0: a straight-up goon. Right. Um, Like some of these Chris Simon. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that were just... Funny part, I went to college with guys that grew up in the same town in Connecticut as Chris... Was it Chris Wait, Chris... Not Chris, Chris Drury, sorry, okay, I'm thinking wrong. Chris, yeah, Drury was a good player. He wasn't mm-hmm. a goon. Yeah, Simon was an absolute goon. He was. Yeah. Um, was he, didn't he have like the long hair or something? Yeah, like the like stringy long hair that like it just pre- yeah, it looked awful. Like your flow is not good. Like it's not it wasn't <laughs> was like no the, flow. It wasn't like the curly long hair that hockey players were known for. It was just like that white trash straight right. stringy yeah. black hair. That it's like when he
1: left the game, he would like. Walk out with his six pack of Budweiser and a sleeveless, you know, rip the t shirt with the sleeves ripped off and get in his Camaro
0: and drive home. <laughs> Look like you like belong to the Adams family. Yeah. <laughs> like just pasty white. Like, yeah. Bro, have you seen the sun? You <laughs> like, got the probably, rink. Probably yeah, not. you're working at rink tan pretty good. <laughs>
1: right. But um, yeah, those guys didn't really, uh, you know, they, they, now there's no room in the league for them. So like the Capitals goon, for lack of a better term, would be Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. But Tom Wilson has to be able to skate with a Ovechkin and Basham and Kuznetsov, and Wilson can score. Like he's not a slouch, right? So he's filling more of the power
0: forward role, kind of like, uh, like a Keith Primo. Um, but, but you're basically he's, he's he's basically good enough to be a third line guy, but runs on the first line because he yeah. also is willing to yeah you know, knock somebody out. Yeah, not not but cost someone else some some issues. Yeah. Because fighting now is what, it's it's not only just a five minute major. Aren't you out for like
1: five games yeah, too? No, it's not quite that. There's a there's the misconduct penalties and the instigator additional like. So if you instigate it, it's a but they still let it. Go. I mean, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never had a problem with fighting in hockey. I think uh, it's all right. You know, some people. You know, I think when there was fighting, you didn't have some of the, these this this. Now Marshawn is. a I mean, he's a good player, but it's just his his. Uh, you know, his antics, his extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Um, Nazem Qadri is another one that was always out doing things like that. So um, it just didn't happen.
0: So we, NHL and ESPN. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad it's in one place. Cause before it was kind of scattered. Like some of them had the regional networks like the NBC sports, or it was on a Fox sports and which is, I guess now ballet sports, or whatever they call it yeah. now. But, now it's on ESPN. Um, happy to see it. Happy to see the old guys back in the announcer's booths and whatnot. I mean, big Darren Pang fan. I think, I wonder if Gary Thorne will actually come back after baseball season. I don't know. Because once he's done with baseball, he might go back. ESPN might let him go back to hockey God, or I think whatever. Could, if they could bring him
1: back, his voice is just the best. I think
0: he did that before, though. I think he did baseball until baseball season ended. Mm-hmm. And then he could go and do yeah. the hockey stuff as well yeah. after. Yeah. Um, so maybe you he will. Hey, Gary, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know if you're going to go back to hockey at all. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Major League Baseball, uh, baseball players, playoffs, I mean, today is Tuesday the 19th, I believe. Yeah, Tuesday, October 19th. So playoffs, we're still in the ALDS, NLDS. And I don't think you could have four teams I can't stand anymore <laughs> than the four that are in there. And And for people who aren't watching... Right now, you've got the Dodgers against the Braves and the Astros against the Red Sox. For me, the Astros still belong in the National League. (laughs) When they went to, it 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 was the strangest thing. Like Milwaukee was an American League team. Mm -hmm. They moved them to the National League. Houston was a National League team. They moved to the American League.
1: Why did you just leave them? Why did
0: you just leave? I think it ha- I, I think there was an expansion team or something that happened, and the, the in the in the divisions were off, or like there were only four what's teams this, in the Western Division. Colorado divisions.
1: and, and um, Florida. Yeah, because Marlins. Yeah, you had Colorado, Florida, and then uh, the Diamondbacks came in.
0: I I think so. Oh, right. So I th- I think it's something that had something to do with that. Yeah. I forgot what, I forgot how they paired them because those were yeah, the last expansion they,
1: teams in baseball where where there's three right. But
0: they because they put two teams. I think they did expansion of two two teams at a time, and they put them both in the National League or something. Yeah, well, and so f- they had to move one to the American League, and it made more sense to move right. one of the teams because the the Central the NL Central had six teams. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I think the NL West had four. Yeah. So the, they did some reworking to make the geography work, and right. they pulled Houston out of the NL Central and moved them over and put them in the American League. I think that was I think that's why they did it. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um. But the funny part with, it, with the Astros-Red Sox series, one, a lot of people hate the Astros because of that whole cheating scandal they had right. like, like last year or the year before that. Yeah. Where jo- and, and Joey Cora, who's the manager for the Red Sox or I think he's Alex Core Alex, Alex core yeah. Yes. Is it Joey Corr or Alex Corr? I forget which Alex. one. There's a Core in yeah. there who was on the Astros staff when it all happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he, maybe he's an assistant coach. Now I'm not sure his assistant or the man. He's a manager of the, the, the Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. So they hired him from the Astros before it all came out that there was a cheating scandal. And then it came back, I guess the, the, the research that they, MLB did found out like Joey Core the, He was the the ringleader. Yeah. (laughs) He was the guy that initiated him and Carlos Beltran were the guys doing it all. Like, they put it all in place. And so, everyone hates the Red Sox anyway. Yeah. Because, look, whether you're the Patriots or the Red Sox, everyone can't stand you. Somehow, the Bruins get past that. I like the I always
1: think I could kind of have a soft spot for the Bruins.
0: Right. (laughs) For some reason, I do too, and I don't know why. But the Red Sox can't stand them. Right. Ever. And then... Yeah, in the Patriots, I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the Patriots issue comes for me because Baltimore and the Patriots had a, a few years where they were going out yeah. of the playoffs. Tom Brady was Tom Brady. Joe Flacco got the best of them one year; it was the best year ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Red Sox, Red Sox and Yankees, I think I probably dislike the Yankees more, but I really don't like the Red Sox. The only redeeming value for me for the Red Sox is I think Fenway Park is awesome. Yeah, so I've. I want to go see
1: a game in Fenway. Um, the thing is, like, i go to Fenway. i feel more comfortable at Yankee Stadium wearing my Orioles stuff than I would at Fenway. Now, the Orioles aren't very good, so it, I don't think it's a very... But I think if you go to Yankee Stadium in Red Sox uh, paraphernalia clothing, you are safer than if you go to Fenway wearing Yankee stuff. Probably true. Um, so, now my father-in-law is from Boston. Huge, diehard Red Sox fan. I was watching some games with him. Uh, when, you know, they were down a couple weeks ago. And I was pulling for the Red Sox for him, you know. And I think, who were they playing? Um, God, it, has, it hasn't even been that long. I can't remember who they beat. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was pulling, pulling for, you know, just you because know, he was so excited about it. Yeah. Um, the only other time I actually like rooted for them was when they went uh, seven games against New York. Oh, yeah. When they came back and they won. Like, what, what was the name of that movie
0: with Jimmy Fallon? Oh, God. Was it Fever Pitch? Yes. Was, I but, think it was. Fever Pitch, I think. Was, it was him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I don't remember. I think that's the name of it. Back before Jimmy Fallon became the person he is now the, the somewhat the trying to be funny late night host that yeah one. It, he like for this is right after he had done saturday night live and it was he did a couple movies like he did the movie taxi with queen latifah mm-hmm. and he did this movie with drew barrymore yeah. and i really like this movie but I mean, it was about and they worked the storyline into the year the red sox beat the yankees in seven games and mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole thing is so, for me, it kind of endeared me a little bit to the Red Sox, so that's why I probably hit the Yankees more than the Red Sox. Yeah, um, not that I ever like the Red Sox because I, if I go to Camden Yards, I'm reminded of the jerks that come yeah. down from Boston, and they are jerks. That's yeah. what they are. Um, but anyway, so couldn't I couldn't? I guess the Astros I just don't like because they used to be in the NL Central, and for me, I I, I I was in St. Louis, um, as a kid. Mm-hmm. when Ozzie Smith and Willie McGee, you know, I, like I went to opening day one year in St. Louis and Ozzy's opening day every year at Bush stadium, Ozzie Smith would run out on the field and do his backflips. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was, am- it was amazing. Yeah. Um, he would run out to a shortstop position on the way there. He'd do his backflips mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Um, so I kind of got endeared to the, to the Cardinals. And then as I got older, um, as I got older and we lived in Maryland when I was like in elementary school and middle school, that's when I started like the Orioles. Yeah. Um, because when we were kids, Cal Ripken was there. So even yeah. the Orioles weren't very good, you still had Cal. I mean, I, Cal, Billy, Cal senior. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it was about though. So Billy wasn't a great player, but something about having the father and the, and, and Cal yeah. and Billy on the team. It was just kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it just in de- I mean, and then you had like Eddie Murray, mm-hmm. like these were just likable dudes. Yeah, and oh by the way, they were playing good baseball, mm-hmm. right? And then of course there were the lean years, and then of course they got better toward they got decent toward the end of Cal's career. Yeah. A and then early. of
1: course the record,
0: the record, yeah. and then Camden Yards was built. Yeah. Camden Yards back then, I mean, I think there was Jacobs Field that came out and it was a really cool stadium. Yeah. Well, Camden Yards was the first and Camden Yards, but Camden yeah. Camden Yards was even to this day. It's just so different because yeah. of the warehouse. Yep. Like I don't care what the bowl looks like when you're sitting on the first or third base line or behind home plate, and you look out and you see that warehouse out there. Yeah, it just looks awesome. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's a, that that baseball that stadium is is the thing is it So Camden Yards was the first one that was it was the return to the downtown stadium and getting away from the the bowl, the, 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 the 60s 70s municipal
0: the cookie cutters yeah
1: that yep. multi-use um, <laughs> stadiums like RFK now RFK for football was awesome yeah um, back when the Redskins were well the Washington football team um, back when they, whatever they were calling themselves when they, that was like the golden years the Redskins um, but I saw a Nationals game at, at RFK when they first came they played there until Nats Park was built yeah Awful, absolutely awful place to watch a baseball game.
0: It was like we got we got to put you guys somewhere for like two years. Yeah, so you're going to go play in this. They window. would have been better playing in Bowie. Like, like I, at least that's a baseball stadium. I remember walking through there and looking like, God, this place could fall down. Oh yeah, like it just didn't look sturdy. It didn't look healthy. No, <laughs> I was like, oh my. God. And then didn't they they end up tearing that down. Now it's like Audi Field for the DC United. Well, no, it's still there.
1: Um, Audi Field is down near Nats Park.
0: Is it? Yeah. Because oh. United played there for a while.
1: And the thing is, right. back when the Nationals first came, like, that was not a nice neighborhood at all in yeah. uh in Washington Navy Yard, yeah. right? Down the Well um RFK. Oh
0: RFK, okay. There was
1: the problem with Navy Yard is when it when they first built that, there was nothing there. Like there was just nothing. there was no bars, there was no restaurant. Like you go down there, there's a beautiful stadium. There's nothing to do around it. Now that's changed.
0: Best part about it, at RFK is it right off four ninety five. Yeah. So especially if you're coming from Maryland. It was, it was so easy to get to. Yeah, just go right out Central Avenue or turn to East Capitol Street. There. I mean, I mean, or you just, if you went 50 to 495, mm-hmm. it was right off 495. Yeah. It was so easy to get to. Um, in fact, to be honest with you, I'm not a big soccer fan, but if DC United play there, mm-hmm. I'd probably go catch a couple games <laughs> just because it's that easy to get yeah. to. And, and it, as long as tickets were somewhat cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Um, but then the other game, so back on baseball. Braves, Dodgers, Dodgers. I I, I guess so. My father in law is a huge Dodgers fan, and he was a Dodgers fan because he grew up in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Now, how he's still a Dodgers fan, I don't know. I feel like it would be like if you were from Baltimore and you were still a Colts fan. I know a few, and it's weird. Yeah, I guess you. you, It's hard to let that go, though, right? Yeah. So for him, he, he was he was a Dodgers fan, still is a Dodgers fan to this day. Um. I just never got my head – I just – for whatever reason, I guess I never liked the Dodgers. I just couldn't get my head around it. Like, oh, I really like These guys are great. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. And then with the Braves, I hated the Braves from the Bobby Cox years because they were so good. Yeah. With Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz. And they were just so good every year. And then that that stupid Sid Bream and that Mm -hmm. slide into home. It's like – I remember like in Raphael Belliard, I remember remember those – the series like it was yesterday. Yeah. Braves, Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Yeah. I mean, well, the Chipper Jones is a likable guy. Yeah. But I don't know why Sid Bream was so unlikable to me. Like, he had that huge, great mustache. <laughs> yeah. But he was like the most unathletic dude. But the Braves lost a lot of World Series, too. They did. I think, then they lose all of yeah. them? They didn't win any of them, yeah. did they? Or did they I can't I think I they remember. They
1: won one, finally. Maybe. But yeah, and then they had the, because, well, Deion Sanders played for the Braves. Yeah. When he played for the Braves on the Falcons. And then they had the uh, the they did the 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 tomahawk chop the oh <laughs> can't do that anymore yeah but uh you got to cut that out yeah they they do that and Ted Turner owned them yeah. and uh you know it was like i was never a big Braves fan um i won't say i hated them but i was just never you know really their gear was everywhere yeah yeah there's oh there's they, that group there especially in the east coast i'm not sure about out west but you know um, there's a Red Sox nation too, which also, uh, uh, you know, getting back to them, um, a friend of mine is a is a Red Sox fan. He's from here, and you know, we were all a couple, a couple of friends were sitting around a a, a bar and like. Why are you a Red Sox fan? He goes, Oh well, you know I wasn't into baseball, and then you know I just picked a team, so I picked that. But my other buddy was like, Wait, wait, you could have chose any team, and you chose them, right? Right. right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So the the other part with the Dodgers, how they got in on against San Francisco that when they called that uh, that check swing a a, a strike, so right, yeah. I heard about that. I didn't see it though. And I saw it and I'm like, I mean, the the first base uh, umpire has to make a call, you know, but I don't think he went. And yeah. they're saying he went. And to go out like that, um, you know, and I'm not a big San Francisco Giants. I, I'm indifferent towards them.
0: For them, but, I bet you it stung them even more because it was against the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Like Dodgers and Giants fans? Yeah. That's a rivalry and a half. Yeah. Like, people, was, like, didn't someone die? Yeah, Couple years ago, yeah, it's like,
1: like the yeah, it's yeah. like the West Coast version of Yankees Red Sox. Yeah,
0: except people are literally killing each other. Yeah. That, that's a that's a little extreme. <laughs> it's like, come on, y'all. Over Although baseball. you know what happens though, people. Yeah, but yeah, people. Like, yeah. Some people got drunk. I think it was even at a day game. It wasn't even a day game. Yeah, somebody got drunk, said something stupid, got their face stomped in, and now yeah. they're dead. And it's like, oh, yeah. Like wait, a minute. yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. But I mean. I see people getting killed over football teams
0: yeah but um people need to start like people need to calm the hell down yeah all right it's like look if you're that into a team sport that you aren't actually playing for you need to calm yourself down well that's that's one of the things that I don't understand like my
1: wife worked with a guy one of her managers and, and if the Ravens lost like it ruined his week right now I'm a I love my Baltimore Ravens but If the Ravens lose, like it doesn't ruin my week. Like
0: they don't get up and see what I did. I don't remember until next Sunday. Yeah, and I watch them again.
1: Yeah, like okay, like I'll be pissed off until I have to go do something else, which is generally about two minutes after the game ends. Right. Because I'm usually if I'm watching the Ravens, don't bother me. Now the I used to sit around and watch football all day. Now I'm not wasting my Sundays doing that. Um if there's no kid sport going on, I'll watch the Ravens. I'll sit and watch that game, but I'm not going to watch the next game that comes on just because it's on.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I will. Like sometimes I'll just sit and watch. Yeah. If there's uh, nothing I, going on, if I got nothing else to do, yeah. like I'm watching, I'll, but for the Ravens games, like I want to like, I'm setting time aside. I'm telling the kids, look, no, no more, uh, no more wizards of Waverly place yeah. right now. We're, <laughs> I'm watching the football. This is the one day of the week for the you know, three hours of the week that, the TV time, the nice TV time, is mine. Yep. and I'm watching this, and they always complain. I was like, you don't have to watch. This. Go do something else, mm-hmm. right? This is this is what I'm doing. Um, and speaking of the Ravens, because we haven't really talked too much about the Ravens, we haven't talked too much about football at all. No, Uh I believe it was two weeks ago I guess the Lions, the poor Lions. Like I feel, I, I wish it didn't happen to the Lions. <laughs> but Justin Tucker, Bootin, I think it was a 66, 66 yard, yeah, NFL record, NFL record, yeah. Like,
1: broke his previous, I think he had the previous record, too.
0: No, it was Matt Prater. Okay. He had 64, right. 65, yeah. who, oddly enough, did it for the Lions. Yeah. Now, Matt Prater's on the team, but um, doinks it off the crossbar, Ugh. and it somehow bounces through rather than bouncing back. I know.
1: I've never seen a football no. hit the crossbar and continue
0: it forward. Right. Especially you, from that angle. Yeah. Like it was a low trajectory, and he had to hit it a low trajectory to yeah. get it that far. Yeah. And somehow when it it, it, it hit and went through. Yep. And like <laughs> when they show the replay, you see the Lions fans just distraught. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's like two or three Ravens fans in that end zone. <laughs> and like the, the 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 look of shock on their face that <laughs> it went through and they just like you, you can see the happiness. It's yeah. like Three dudes are super happy. Yeah, forty five others are like, "Oh, we're the lions!" Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe this nonsense.
1: So, so when he when he kicked it, I had all three boys in the uh, in the room with me, and I I didn't watch the whole game, like because because the oldest one had baseball. So we come back. Usually when he has baseball, if the Ravens have a one o'clock kick, I can I see the fourth quarter, and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh. How are they met, like, How how are they going to lose to the lions? Right, so the lions, and he kicks that thing. I'm like, "There's no way. There's no way." My wife got up, and went in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and so it's me and the three boys, and he kicks it, and I'm like, "Oh, it, it hits it, like, it hits the crossbar." i "Oh, that's it," and then it goes in, yeah. and I didn't know, it, realize it went in because football I, is
0: hard from that angle because they're showing you the back angle, yeah, then I
1: am you the side angle, yeah, and the the referees put their their hands up. And I'm like, I said, holy shit, it effing went in. Yeah, I screamed at it. And Lindsay said, what? And then the baby starts going, it effing went in. It effing went in. I'm like, oh,
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, so, I remember having the same reaction, though. Like, yeah. she, My wife was sitting next to me. And I was like, oh, my god, it went in. Yeah. She's like, what? Yeah. Like, it just went in. <laughs> She's like, no, it didn't. I was like, I swear to God, it, yeah. like, look, it just went in. Yeah, the dude just standing there with their arms up, and we were both like, like, we don't get jacked that way. We're not like screaming, but we're both like, oh my yeah. god! And then like, my in laws were there, and like, I, like, they had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, it went in. Like, I'm trying to explain to them that it went yeah. in. Like the, uh So that was that was amazing to watch, and then at the beginning of this year. So, kind of talking a little more Ravens before we head out of here. The Ravens they lost three running backs. Mm-hmm. They've now lost a left tackle, mm-hmm. although he, I think he's slated to come back. Yeah, their number one wide receiver they just drafted didn't start the season on yeah. the ride. It was an injury reserve. The entire offense is basically was just getting decimated. Yeah, uh, and in the first game against the Raiders. It looked like the the free agent right tackle Villanueva that they brought in from mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers looked awful. Yeah, like we're just getting beat beat like a random mule. Yeah, um, like it, it looked bad. Like after that first, after the game against the Raiders, looked bad. Right. Yeah. Second week, Ronnie Stanley's out. Left tackles out. Villanueva slides over his natural position, mm-hmm. and since he's moved over, he looks pretty decent. Yeah, offensive line looks like it's getting better. And Lamar, to me, has made a huge jump in play. Yeah. You now the the old the, the 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 joke around here is you know pretty good for a running back because that's what everyone in this league kept saying. Yeah. Well, now he's beating people with his with his arm. Yeah. With receivers who, uh, up to last year, couldn't catch a ball. Oh yeah. Like Mark Andrews can catch. Mm-hmm. Marquise Brown was not catching. He he. I think he had one of like some of the most drops. Oh, he kept tra- he tra- dropping balls left and right. They let go of Willie Sneed, who couldn't catch a cold. Mm-hmm. They brought in Sammy Watkins, who's always going to be injured. I'm yeah. sure, I'm, like, give it till week seven or eight. He'll be injured. <laughs> yeah, if you have him on your fantasy team. Yeah, just... you trade him now. <laughs> um, but they get Bateman back now. I think Stanley's going to come back. But that's going to be interesting what they do with Stanley. Yeah. Because Villanova is playing well enough. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they're regretting the contract they gave Stanley. Mm hmm. Because they traded away Orlando Brown mm-hmm. to the Chiefs. I mean, they got some first-rounders back, but what if they would have traded Stanley? Yeah. They probably could have gotten more in return from him. hmm And Orlando Brown seems like he's going to be a lot more durable than Stanley is because Stanley's been out the last couple of seasons for some time. Yeah. Like, last year, I think it was, like, the first couple of weeks he was out. Mm-hmm. So if Brown ends up being more durable and can do a serviceable job on the left side, and they could have gotten more for Stanley, I think they're going to look back and regret that contract with Stanley. Yeah. Especially right now, if Away was doing a serviceable job, mm-hmm. okay, well, what are you paying the money to Stanley for? Right. So that's a whole other topic. It almost reminds me of almost like the Chris Davis contract with the Orioles. Now, <sighs> <story. sighs> uh, granted, Stanley's going to, when he's playing, he's quite good. Yeah. But if he's never on the field, right. What are you paying that money for? Nothing.
1: Right. And now they're paying Chris Davis money to do nothing.
0: <laughs> are they still <laughs> paying? Is he, I mean, I wonder yeah. if he got like a Bonilla contract to yeah. leave. Yep. They restructured
1: him and he gets like a million dollars a year for
0: (laughs) good for him. Um, but Lamar, I mean, I think last week he had 400 yards passing, yeah, and three or four touchdowns. He's pulled them, they were down, Mm -hmm. I think, in two or three of the two of the four games, yeah, were down. And he brought them back. Yeah, when, so, when, when this offense, you weren't supposed to be able to do that. you You yeah. supposed to be run, 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 run. Now yeah. he's pass, 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 Yeah. So the Colts,
1: they came back. They won that game in overtime. Now, everyone was saying, oh, they barely beat the Lions. They barely beat the Colts. These aren't very good teams. But then they handedly beat the Chargers. That was um, a beat, though. Yeah. They, I mean, it, like. Again, I had baseball, so I come back and I turn it on. I look at the score. I'm like, (laughs) on to the next one.
0: Yeah. That wasn't even worth watching. And and the Chargers are like the league darlings, by the way. Yeah. People are picking the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone loves, what's his name, Herbert? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Um, Sunshine? Yeah. And then, and then you know, so <laughs> actually, every, he's not sunshine. Uh, what's his name, Lawrence, down in Jacksonville? That's sunshine. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah Although Herbert's not that good, <laughs> they both could be. You could call them both sunshine. It's interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
1: people love him. Um, the quarterback I really like is uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo. I don't. Um, I, I don't think you. I don't like his style, dude. So I just. I it, it's.
0: I'm I'm happy to finally see the Bills be good. Ooh. So. Yeah. I get, growing up in upstate New York, I don't like the okay. The, the Bills ain't my cup of tea. Yeah, so the Bills are always, always going to be Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, just choking in the in, <laughs> in the Super Bowl. My granted, like <laughs> I get it. They went to the Super Bowl. They were good players. Yeah, Hall of Fame players. I get it. But God, if you were a Bills fan during that time, that was rough.
1: Yeah, but they've been so bad, they just get beat on by New England every year. Uh, the whole uh,
0: division got beat on by New England yeah, every year. Yeah,
1: and the, I mean the Jets still suck because they're the Jets. And they'll always suck, but um, so it, I'm happy to see them do. I watched that Monday, part of that Monday night game. Uh, they lost, um, but it was gutsy, man. You could have kicked a field goal to tie, and you ended up uh, yeah and go to overtime. But you decided to go for it on fourth and one.
0: Um, I'll be honest, with you. I'm I'm really happy for Lamar Jackson though. Yeah, like everything about this kid, and I call him a kid. He's like 25. He's a kid compared to us. Yeah, I mean he's he's been in the league four years. He's only 25 years old. Yeah. Like he's still young, yeah, and by all accounts, he's like this, uh, like just a super grounded kid, yeah. Um, it, it's hard not to root for him once you like when you hear him like do his interviews or, um, see what he's doing in the community, mm-hmm. and not just Baltimore. Like he's doing it like up by us in Glen Burnie, right? Like going to like Glen Burnie high school football games, like. What, what multimillionaire playing in the NFL is going to a Glen Bernie high school game? Yeah, just showing up. Yeah, just, oh, hey, I'm, go, I'm just going to go check it out. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, I wonder if he showed up or they were like, uh, <laughs> like that's not him. There's no <laughs> way he'd be here. There's no way that's him. Right. <laughs> um, but just seems like a super nice kid. Um, so it's hard not to root for him. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the whole city. Are all the Ravens fans kind of like it's like Ravens fans against the rest of the league? Yeah. That say he's pretty good for a running back. So I was nervous when
1: they went to him because, I mean, just from watching the, what happened with Robert Griffin III in, in Washington. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of running quarterbacks. Because mm-hmm. um, if you look through, if you go back, most, you know, Super Bowl winning teams. Now, granted, Tom Brady kind of throws off the calculation. But Brady, Manning, the other Manning, um they're pocket passers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with with Denver, oh. it's like they wheeled him out on a on a uh, on a hand truck.
0: They won in spite of him, not because <laughs> yeah. of him at that point.
1: But he just stood there like a statue, like completely not mobile, you and know. He threw the ball. Yeah. Um but that's what happened. Yeah. But, um, and then when I was watching when Lamar first started, he was throwing that sidearm, that, that, yeah. like he was throwing, a, like he was a, a second baseman chucking a ball to first base. Yeah. I was like, come on, dude, throw the ball. Like, stop doing that stuff.
0: Yeah. He wasn't, wasn't stepping to where he's going. Yeah. Like, even if you're going to throw that sidearm ball, you got to step toward the target. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, you know, his arm's getting, and the thing is, like, he is such a likable dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's great. And you can tell, like, he's definitely like, um, be, you know, he's young, but he's a leader of that team. Yep. And he's never, he's always pointing at himself. He's when something bad happens, he's always like, hey, that's me. And when something good happens, he's always pointing. At, no, it's all them. They, yeah. they They did. They did the work. Yeah. You know? So you know, you, you really like to see that, um, especially in a league that's full of so many characters that that don't act like that. Um. So Carson wins. Yeah. So.
0: Just to name one. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: Who's never done anything. Nope. Um, but be hurt. And the one Super Bowl he has, that was Nick Foles. Yep. And then they booted Nick Foles. And,
0: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> imagine, like, that's another move. Like, imagine if they would have said, okay, Nick Foles won us the championship. We're going to make a run with him. Mm-hmm. They'd be, no, be no worse for wear right now. Yeah. Because it wasn't like Carson Wentz did anything in the next two, three seasons. No, he didn't do anything. Yeah. anything so if they would have stuck with Nick Foles, because who apparently was a good fit in that offense, yeah, with Todd Peterson. Mm-hmm. Like, if you got something that works, the quarterback doesn't have to have the best arm, doesn't have to do everything the best. But if he does everything the best for that system and it works, stick yeah. with it.
1: Well, everyone, it, it's like the whole thing the game manager, yeah. like, oh, we don't want a game manager, why not? If a game game managers have won Super Bowls, Trent Dover won a Super Bowl for the Ravens, being a game manager. Yeah, uh, Brad Johnson with uh, Tampa Bay's first one. Yep. Game managers, like, what's? I'd rather have a game manager than someone throwing dumb passes and, and interceptions. If you win a game, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, but everyone's have that that and uh, there was a dude that played for the Reds. I can't. He was a defensive lineman. I can't name his name, and he said that uh, it'll come to me later, but. Uh, he said the best way to make money in the NFL is to be a mediocre quarterback. Because every team, once they get that I mean, look at the money they paid um was it the Redskins? Was it Albert Hainsworth? Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um look at the money they paid Kirk Cousins. And he's 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 a he's a middle quarter. He's a he's a top fifteen quarter. He's, yeah. he's that guy, 15, he's like yeah, seventeen to ten. You yeah. can rank him anywhere in that seventeen to ten range. Yeah. But he got me. I mean the problem is though, there's so few good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Teams have to pay those guys high dollar amounts, like they they, they made him the highest paid quarterback or highest guaranteed money quarterback, yeah, because Minnesota knew what it was to be without a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. They they haven't, who was the last quarterback from Minnesota that you could say it was decent? It was uh, uh, shoot, Brett Favre, Dante Culpepper, (laughs) (laughs) Brett Favre was there, yes, (laughs) but Culpepper. Was yep. the last decent quarterback they had? Yeah, wasn't Teddy Bridgewater there? He was. Yeah, and that, but that's where he got hurt. Yeah. So the, Teddy was drafted there in the, in the first round, I think, mm-hmm. um, out of Louisville. Oddly yeah. enough, um, but he had that horrific injury. Yeah, and I forgot who they brought in. They drafted someone the next year, and then they went with that guy, and they let Teddy go. Yeah, and then so Teddy went down to New Orleans. And he rehabbed and he got mm-hmm. his knee right or whatever yeah. whatever leg injury he had. Studied under Drew Brees, Sean mm-hmm. Payton. Drew Brees got hurt. Teddy won like six or seven games in a row yeah. and didn't lose any. And he turned that into the contract in Carolina. And for whatever reason, and I think this was a more system issue, Carolina shipped him off to Denver and brought in Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um, now, Teddy having some success out in Denver. I mean, they're not doing great because Denver isn't a great team. Right. Um, but look at Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's have doing, like, they, I think Panthers are a 4-1. Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold couldn't win a game with the Jets. I don't think. Because uh, they're the Jets. <laughs> and it wasn't Sam Darnold's fault, probably. <laughs> I don't think anyone can win a game. Uh, <laughs> it's like Ryan Tannehill with the, with the Titans. Yeah. Couldn't win a game in Miami. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's taking teams with, like the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. The system matters for a lot of well, he, he also can just hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. That dude's an... That, that, unbelievable. He is... Like, I think uh, Des Bryant said he's the guy you made in Madden when, he, you, he, when you created a character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, when you were doing your Madden team, you, yeah. created character. you made the 6-4... <laughs> Two hundred and fifty pound running back that could run the four four forty. Yeah, like not human. <laughs> until now, he's yeah. the guy.
1: And then they showed him. They had the, they tracked his speed. He was running twenty one miles an hour. <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. They showed him. I forgot who they showed him standing next to, like just to get a size reference. Mm-hmm. It was like him and like Austin Eckler. <laughs> Austin Eckler was like 5'8". eight. Yeah. Derek Henry was towering over him. like Derek, Austin like, Eckler was his kid.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's a tackle that can run the football. Yeah, and you watch this dude you're like this, he's just like um, unstoppable. <laughs>
0: he's so big, dude. <laughs> he's so big. Like if a, if a defensive lineman doesn't tackle that dude, like today's linebackers aren't that big. They're not Ray Lewis' size anymore. No, no, because like, they want him to be able to drop back into coverage or cover the edge. So, like the the one in Baltimore, Patrick Queen, he's like two hundred twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. Derek Derek Henry probably just eats him for lunch.
1: If so if there if i had the choice to get hit by a Toyota Prius yeah. or Derrick Henry at 21 prius. miles an hour i think i'm going with i think i'm going with the prius
0: taking the prius yeah. <laughs> if you're in the if you're in that linebacker/secondary <laughs> i'm 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 going i'm i'm diving at your ankles bro yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm not even i'm not about i i'm not dying today yeah. <laughs> yeah so like Tannehill,
1: yeah if he's winning there but like i mean i can stand there and hand the ball to <laughs> derrick henry like
0: you know I, it, it I don't doubt that Derrick Henry made Tannehill a better passer, mm-hmm. even if Tannehill didn't become a better passer. Yeah, like the thr- like you got to You got to put eight in the box. Oh, you have to because you need three, at least three people to take him down at yeah. that size. <laughs> like it's, it's like I don't remember like the movie The Little Giants. <laughs> <laughs> the running backs carrying yeah like that one really big kid yeah. they made him the running back and then he had a, he was carrying three yeah. or four, like five little giants <laughs> like i feel like that's the game derrick henry's playing yeah like, he's not he's not playing football he, he's playing against like the jv squad from somewhere right. every time yeah, and if, it, like they put nine in the box to stop and like okay i guess ryan is gonna have to beat us this week <laughs> but, um so uh, i mean so good for lamar yay for justin tucker as it's, it's, uh as Ravens fans, we're enjoying it right now. Hopefully it keeps going. If not, it's still exciting to watch Lamar play. So yeah, I, I am, as I said, are you not entertained? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I, even if, I guess if they lose, I'm still going to enjoy watching it, but, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed our sports episode. Mostly we, we love talking about the NHL. Uh, I love ragging on the Red Sox too. Yeah, Always. And love talking about the Ravens. So for me, this was, this was a fun episode for me. Um, But next week, uh, and hopefully it's a little bit lighter than the the politics episodes we did for three weeks in a row. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Just a lot of stuff was going on. Kind of had to get that out there. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like, subscribe, share, comment, rate us on the podcast platforms. Although I don't think you can do any of that with anything that we, uh, any of the platforms we put out there. But thank you for listening. Anyway, we do enjoy the fact that people do download and listen to this podcast. And we will see you next week.